my booster for my COVID. And oh, good job. Yeah, uh, because I'm traveling again. And if you're going to be in a, a can, an air can full of people, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I fly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it did this. Okay, well, we are live now. And um, just really quick, let me make sure I'm prepared. Um, okay. Hey, everybody in ER Shred. I've got Sarah O'Bannon here with me today to do the five questions interview. I love doing this. It's such a fun way for me to get to know each one of you on a more personal level. So if there's anyone else here in the community who would like to be um, interviewed, who would be willing, because I know it's not always the most comfortable thing for all of us to be on camera and to go live. But if you are feeling up to it and you'd like to um, come join me on one of these interviews so that I can ask you these five questions, then please comment below and let me know. But be so let's just go ahead and get started, Sarah. Why don't you just introduce yourself? Um, tell us where you live. Uh, what you do for work, what how you spend your time. And I really, really love when people describe their personality even. So go ahead and tell us everything so about you. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and I've been here a little over four years. I'm sort of a transplant, um, originally a Floridian, uh, grew up in Miami, uh, lived all over, lived a lot of years in uh, West Palm area. And also, as I, I shared today with the storm, I spent quite a few years on Anna Maria Island. I had a beach cottage about four houses off the Gulf of Mexico there. And I remember evacuating for Charlie. So this is bringing back a lot of memories wow. uh, today. And um, I'm uh, so I do, I work remotely. Um, I spent Quite a few, I, I've been in everything from financial insurance most of my life to after my parents died, um, I sort of had to revamp things. So I uh, did a stint with Hyatt Hotels and once uh, everybody was sort of laid off during COVID and I am now rejuvenated as a government contractor and I work remotely, uh, basically leading a team. I do social service work is the best way to put it, uh, but remotely uh, for Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you do a lot of things. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. It keeps me busy. Um, you know, it, 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 it take, they take good care of me and I get to work overtime, which means I, I spend more time at work, but being paid overtime is nice. And that helps me save up for all my dream stuff. So that's awesome. Um, and at personality, I'm very outgoing, um, performer by nature, since I was, I made my uh, singing debut at age four at the Breakers. Oh, you sing? That's so parents. fun. Yeah, yeah. I went up to the pianist and asked him if he knew Goa Deer and the Breakers is a very elite, hoity-toity hotel, oh. um, and I just sort of serenaded. Next thing, my parents look up, and there I am entertaining the whole lunch crowd. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was that's so of, awesome. That's sort of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So, do you do you still sing? I do, I do. I do, haven't performed as much recently. Um, I sang professionally. Um, I also took some years off from. Uh, insurance financial where I taught voice 
And I have one of my students, uh, one of my former students co-wrote the song Stronger for Kelly Clarkson, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. And another one I direct, I had directed her in Elton John's Aida, Cassidy Pope won the voice. Oh, wow. That is amazing. So, I had no idea. I, yeah. So, I mean, and I did directed, worked with uh, musical theater, did taught musical theater, and uh, I would be a substitute tap dance teacher too. So sort of. Oh my gosh. It. You sure do. You do a lot of different things. That's really fun. So and, what else are you passionate about right now? Besides I am health passionate and- about walking. Um, yes. <laughs> I was a, um, it was actually something. So I'm in, biggest fact about me I've been in recovery for years um and I had very long like 17 years sober um I did relapse I lost both of my parents 40 days apart in 2008 and I sort of fell apart literally I mean everything is sort of a mess um but I will celebrate uh 12 years of sobriety next month again wow, so on the second amazing. so my sponsor uh, in my, after my first year, way back when, uh, said, well, now you got to start walking. And I'm like, that's, that's not in the AA big book. And, um, I started walking around our lake and, uh, I think it was Jane Fonda had a walking tape and I listened to that. And then she said, well, we're going to do a race, come do a race. And I really, I didn't even know they started these things on time, but I did that race and I sort of liked it. So I did another with her the next time she said she was going to do one. I came out and joined them on that one. And then she said, um, Miami Runners Clubs teaches race walking. It's actually a sport you want to come with. And so we started going to the track every Wednesday. They taught me how to race walk. And by the time the day before Hurricane Andrew hit in 1992, I won my first state championship on the track. And eventually had won every distance in Florida, was nationally ranked, um, got to train at the Olympic Training Center, got to do pen relays and became a, was named a national uh, junior women's coach. Um, I got to lead the team against Canada in 1996. Oh my goodness. This is fun. I made, made a comeback in 2007. I had gained weight again, lost it. And I won the Calle Ocho 5K. So Saturday, I did my first 5K, 5K race in 15 years, which is huge because yeah. in 2015, I had become disabled and was hobbling with a cane. So that, oh. you know, I know one of your questions is the biggest victory. That to me has been the biggest victory, but I can oh. go into more of that. Now, just over this weekend is your biggest victory. It, it, it just... It sort of put the icing on the cake. It's yeah. like the deal is sealed. I mean, I've been doing that, but I had that 5K in and then I got set back with COVID long haul and I still had that 5K goal that I had not hit three years ago. And it's like, I got to do this. And yeah, and it, I wasn't really trained. I had some setbacks in training. You know, you sort of go with the flow. Um, so I know how to remedy that. I'm definitely, I'm already signed up for another because that's one thing is once you have a goal, then set a new goal. Yeah. Once you got one, you got it, got to do it again. So I'm back out training and just took, it takes a little bit longer to recover when you're a little older. (laughs) Um, I was just like, God, do my calves, do the legs still have to hurt today? Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, well, good for you. What an inspiration you are. I love, I love to see people remaining fit into their older years. Like it really does inspire me. And it, I just hope that I'm, you know, I can continue to be that kind of example as well. You know, like age, age is not going to stop us, you know? Well, age is a, a number I think about. I mean, I'm, I'm traveling this week and I'm going to a rock concert. You know, yeah. it's not, age is not, it ages, if some people dwell on it or think, oh my God, now I'm a senior citizen or I'm this, I just sort of, hey, I'm still the same person I was in my thirties. And as far as I'm concerned, 29 forever here in my mind. Yeah. And I just keep that attitude up and, and I just do, I want to keep doing things within yeah. my abilities, but I want to keep having new challenges, new fun. And I, and I like to have fun. That's awesome. That really is awesome. I, I agree. I, I just never would have imagined at age 40 that I would still see myself like in high school. Like some, I just still feel like my high school self a lot of times, you know, when I read my journal, I'm like that wasn't that long ago, you know? It, it, and well, my high school self, I wonder wanted to be back to my high school self or my college self because that self had very little self-worth. Yeah. And had a very, I had everything that happened. I couldn't own it. It was everybody yeah. else. The world did this to me. This did this to me. Mm-hmm. And recovery taught me to take responsibility and to own it. Yeah, you did it. You own it, and and also that sense of honesty about my life. So, I I think I'd want to be because I came into recovery at 28. I'd want to be that 28 year old self going to recovery. I wouldn't want to be any self before that self. Yeah, I agree. I definitely had. I I was the same way at high school. I blamed everybody when I'm reading my journal. I'm like, oh my gosh, I blamed everybody for the way I was feeling. I had no idea that. I just really had no um, guidance in that area around like my emotions and taking responsibility, all of that. So it it is cool to go back and see how much I've changed and how much I understand now. But yeah, back then I definitely did feel like it's <laughs> always venting in my journal, like this person's so mean to me and like just always just uh, blaming everybody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that's really cool that you learned that. Um, early on in your life because 29 that's pretty young still to to yeah. be you know in that space of emotional maturity and understanding that you must take responsibility for like everything she, she, she the cat just jumped jumped off I guess oh. that's enough of that um yeah I it coming in also in recovery you know everybody was old way older than me uh you know hard to relate but I needed to be there and you know much as in 2010 I needed to be there again and and I am I there's nothing more grateful in my life than that um it it's it's just I mean it it's brought me to a new level of spirituality it's brought me just so much so Mm. I'm but 
keep on going. I'm all yours. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Well, now let's good, um, step into the visualization aspect. I really love to hear people describe in, in really intricate detail of what they are working towards um, visualizing for their future within the next five to 10 years. I just think it's such a fun thing to get to see that. From, I see what other people are envisioning for their life. So I want to hear how you describe that. Well, I definitely want um, a place of my own, like a house that I own. Um, maybe a townhouse, but definitely a house that I own. I want some sort of yard. I want a patio. I want to be able to barbecue on that patio. I'd like to be able to grow things. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe even have some sort of pool or at least a pool within the community. Um, not that I don't. I'm not a big, wide open spaces person. I like things being close, like things that are convenient to drive to. I've done the rural living thing. It didn't like having to drive 20 to 30 minutes just to get a bag of groceries. Yeah. So not for me. And as I know, also when I'm older, I also, I've owned homes before. I know the upkeep. I know what I don't want to do and what I do do want to do and what I'm capable of. You know, there's a lot of things, you know, I'm very happily single, like not looking <laughs> so done with it. After my last, last relationship, just I'm over it. Um, you know, it was nice. It was nice. You were great looking, but... <laughs> yeah not not going there and I like I like to be sort of queen of my world I I like to you know I'm going to eat what I want to eat I'm going to watch what I want to watch go to what entertainment I want to do and I don't want somebody else I don't want to do that don't need it yeah and, um so but I also want to travel so nothing major. I think one of the things I've learned after losing my parents was how little I need in my life to be happy. Like there's so much excess and there, there's been a lot of points in my life. I think my first time I learned stuff was just stuff was Hurricane Andrew because it flattened my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And although my hand home was one of the very few, the handful of homes still standing, I mean, we're our picture of my neighborhood's on the NOAA website. That's never a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And, but everything tore into it. And I lost like all my recordings. I learned what stuff was important. What was the stuff that I was most concerned about? What was the stuff I cared about most? And the stuff that was the other stuff was just stuff. And I learned it could be replaced you know, this can just be bought again. This is not a big deal. You know, your couch, I can buy a new couch. Um, and I did, you know, but that was a turning point. So when I had to downsize and move after my parents, I mean, I had a financial like ruin and literally it was a friend. My rent was like going up three or 400 a month. My pay was not friends like you want a house sit for me in Tennessee and I'm like sure and literally if it didn't fit in my Toyota the cats the cats and the music instruments and the photos were first and then whatever else I could fit in and I left everything else behind I left it all and I mean a lot of stuff that I would have loved to have had now but it just was stuff 
you know, this is what mm -hmm. I have. This is what I own in this car. I mean, that's the same way when we evacuated Charlie on the island. I, I told my son, this may be all we own after today because we were supposed to be the bullseye hit then. And if it didn't fit in the car, it, it didn't go. That was yeah. just the way it was. And I said, that, you know, and the music instruments for me always came first and the photos, everything else. And of course, the animals, everything else is secondary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's sort of my attitude on life, you know. So, I, I mean, I'd like a better car. I mean, my car's paid for, but I'd like a better car. So those are just like little things, but I want to travel more. I've been traveling more. I've already done two trips this year. I have two more trips planned uh, for this year, and I might want to plan a third. Yeah. So I like having that leeway to travel. And eventually, my best friend and I, we want to go to Ireland and Italy, probably maybe 2024. So that's on the hopper. So I want to be able to do all that yeah. and enjoy those things, but still have a small home station. Now, I don't know where the home station is going to be yet. While I like Omaha, she's sort of pleading with me, you know, Denver, 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 which mm -hmm. is where I'm going to go visit in October, get to see Kathy Martinez too. Awesome. And, but then there's the Florida pool, you know, my friend Mark's, he's in Zephyr Hills and I like that area. That's her, but then he's like having to evacuate t today. Oh. So, um, you know, and that, that's sort of making me rethink, you know, there's always God moments, but this hurricane is sort of like, you know, do you want to keep going through that almost every season? Because really that is what we went through every year where I'm going to have to go to a hotel or what, depending on my house. And do I want to go through that, that weather phenomena, much as I love Florida is, you know, it's a lot to think of. And I know what happens when you're out of town. I remember one year there was a storm coming. I was traveling and you're like, I'm not there to board up the house. I'm not there to do all this stuff because I'm in Baltimore seeing a concert. You know, what the heck? Yeah. So yeah, that's, so the where of it, what the where I land is not set, but what I want when I land is set. Oh, I love that. That's so fun to hear all those things like the traveling, the the better car, the your own owning your own space, but not having a lot of things. Like I love that you learned that life lesson um, about all the excess and the things and how unnecessary they are. You don't need a lot. I mean, I when I had to downsize and you know, I learned, okay, you only make so much money. What how do I budget? So I get stay within that money I have and not go overboard and not go into plastic debt. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've done here. So I have a very small, small, small apartment, but it fits me and my stuff. Yeah. And your and animals, fits, your cats. <laughs> and my cat. And I, she had a brother, but, you know, we had the two oh. when I moved here. And um, yeah, it, it's just enough. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, um, well, you told us a lot of the things that you have accomplished and that you're proud of. Are there any other things you'd like to add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, those are, I mean, do I have regrets? And I mean, are there things in my life that I wish would be better? Yeah. Usually mm -hmm. those are regarding people. I can't control people. <laughs> um, Unfortunately. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, and you rarely hear me mention my son. 
I love my son. Mm -hmm. Um, he's wonderful. He does very good work. Um, but he's sort of gone off the Gaga land in certain areas and, and not just me, he sort of cut off most of the family. So I, I don't know, you know, I could have a grandchild and I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. just, he's just sort of done that. And that's his own little deal. I mean, it is very cruel and mean, you know, especially certain holidays like mother's day. It's just literally, I, I have to say, you know, it's okay to be angry and sad that he's being a jerk. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't let it rule my life. Um, you know, if he asked me, you know, called me, asked me for help or, you know, I'd be there in a heartbeat for the kid. Yeah. Um, but it, I wish I had that when I see other people's with families and being an only child and having a lot of having older parents, which meant older relatives, there's very few family ties I have. So I have a pair of cousins in New York City, which is where I was born. And then I have a bunch of cousins in Dallas, which hopefully I'll get to see when I go to NYKO in January. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. That's like all my relatives, you know, in a in a nut basket, there they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I look at people with families. I say, you know, if you've got family, cherish it because really you don't know what you have. And I mean, I, my parents were just the bestest. And um, so, I mean, I had great time with them, great life. They were awesome and uh, no regrets there. Mm. That's awesome. Well, I, I think the, the beauty of the, our community is that we can find a family that we're not necessarily tied to with blood, but it does feel it, you kind of do have this sense of family that um, sometimes you don't even necessarily get that within your own like bloodline because um, it's just, I think that it's just not always the case. I, I feel like um, definitely there are parts of the family, you know, Sean's side and my side where there's just absolutely no contact. And it's not like what we would choose, but it just, it is that way sometimes, you know, some personalities just don't mesh and you just kind of start to drift apart. But it is nice to know that you can find um, community and connection and family-like relationships, um, even if you're not necessarily related through blood, you know, so I do love that. Friends are my lifeblood. I mean, even, you know, when I I got this trip coming up, I'm hoping, I think there's one girl from the ER shred um, I'm trying to connect with. I have another one who was actually the one I substituted with on the tap dancing and both our kids dance together. My son uh-huh. had been like a champion dancer. So I'm hoping to see her in Denver. I'll get to see my best friend who I haven't seen in 15 years. And that's that's my high school roots there. Yeah. And But all those friends, I mean, I have friends all over the world are just so important. And it, I mean, thank God for internet because it yeah. just allows me to keep in touch without a lot of effort. My parents, I remember them having phone books and trying to call (laughs) people on the weekends to keep in touch or they, you know, Christmas cards, you know, send stories and Christmas cards. And this is just a lot better, all the nice, you know, to take advantage of the connectivity in a good way. Yeah. Because it can bring so many good things to our lives. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's finish the call by having you share with us um, a little bit about what your beliefs are and what you believe is the purpose of life and, or what gives you purpose and meaning and gets you excited to wake up every day and seize the day. So um, I had, have a lot of similarity in backgrounds. Um, I grew up Catholic, Catholic schools, Catholic dens, all that, um, and really twisted in a lot of different ways and, you know, kept trying to be in that thing. And I finally left the Catholic church because of some things that happened. Um, and I was very close in because I was the head cantor for the bishop. I was a professional singer to mm. sing in all the services. And so I saw things that other people might not see. Mm. And so it caused me to rethink my life. And I had when to, was this about that old happened you? in 19 I turned in my resignation in 1999 and I ended mm -hmm. up doing Godspell the musical Godspell for another church just because I always wanted to and I got to be part of the onstage band and sing on the willows An oh. amazing musical if you've never seen it but it caused me to question a lot of my beliefs what is real what is not other people have other religions things like that Mm -hmm. And over those years, I was on Anna Maria Island and I met a friend had a new age shop and he had weekly meditation classes and I started going there. And over those four or five years, I came to a different attunement and spirituality where I was more higher powered, like spirit of the universe, rather than any particular this religion, that religion, or anything. Mm -hmm. And it also made me see my purpose because he did a lot of past life regression and, mm. you know, says, you know, I've been back to the days of Avalon. I used to work with horses and teaching young ladies mystic ways and that teaching and that helping aspect was a part of my life all in my past life roots. Mm. So to me, that's sort of where I'm at, helping, mm -hmm. sharing. I mean, although I have a day job where I help people, being able to share with people, whether it be walking, whether it be I can help you with your training schedule, whether it be your health, whether it be your attitude in life, mm -hmm. because, you know, you're depressed or you're the way you're seeing things you need to maybe put on. I like, uh, they have a book in AA called uh, a new pair of glasses and it's about putting on new glasses and how we see the world. Mm. If I can help others to do that. Yeah. That is probably my burn and my zest for life mm. is, can I, can I make your day better? Can I make you smile? Are you having a rough day? Can I say something that's going to inspire you today or maybe just take the edge off the pain you're feeling? And, you know, can I even, I even had a one friend, I, I've helped her on the phone and I'm not selling her in. I know her budget, you know, yeah. she said, might in the future, but I helped her retool. I said, look, you're eating inflammatory foods. And I went through her, what we ate and like developed a food plan just for her. Not really totally shred, but a little shred base. Yeah. But something she could work with just because 
just because she's not, I'm not making her money off her. I'm yeah. not doing anything just to help her yeah. achieve her best self. Mm-hmm. I love and, that. And, I, and that to me, that's what makes me burn. So I, and, you know, as far as spirituality, you know, do I, you know, I ask and, you know, sometimes I call it talking to the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talk to my parents that way, um, yeah. you know, and I, that's just sort of me. You, you'll never catch me in church, um, but I'm probably one of the deepest, most spiritual persons out there. Mm, I can definitely relate to to your journey in similar ways. So that's really cool. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This has been a lot of fun. I I didn't know all these things about you. So that's one thing that I love about these five questions because, you know, we know a lot about each other as far as our um, protocol and the diet and the weight loss and the, all the non-scale victories that we get to share within the community. So it's fun to take some time to dive a little deeper into um, the personal life of each of our um, community members. So thank you, Sarah, for being willing to do this and for allowing us to to get to know you on a deeper level. Thank you for asking me. You have a wonderful day. You too. Have fun on your at the concert. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I definitely you'll you'll see some posts about that. Awesome. Yes. Like and also seeing the uh, Seattle, the Emerald City, all of that. It's just going to be so cool. Oh. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see some pictures. So thank you for always keeping us updated on your life. That's so fun. And yeah, have a good time. You too. Take care. Okay. See you soon. Bye.